And now we take you to Evangel Assembly of God in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. We're in a series called The Real Jesus. You know, if you really want to know about Jesus, don't necessarily watch all the programs that, that are coming out to, uh, here at Easter about Jesus, but go to the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke at John. Go to the, the, to the Acts of the Apostles and go to the letters of the Apostle Paul and Peter and, and, and John the Revelator and learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus, our protector. Jesus, our protector. And let me just start by sharing with you a story. In 1988, Kathy and I moved to the North Shore of Chicago to plant a new church. We had the church up and running. We had 30 or 40 people on Sunday mornings. And I started having a reoccurring dream on Saturday nights. And I would wake up from this dream in a cold sweat gripped with fear. And here's what I dreamed. I dreamed that I was, on Sunday morning, I was preaching in our new church. And I dreamed that a man walked in, pointed a revolver at me, and shot me. And just as I fell over is when I would wake up. And of course, when I would wake up, I would start rebuking the devil. I would See, see, God's not given us a spirit of fear. I said that spirit of fear doesn't come from God. God's not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and, sound, and a sound mind. And I began praying a prayer. At 3 a.m. on those Saturday mornings, I began praying a prayer that I've never stopped praying. I started praying saying, Lord, I'm not afraid to die for the sake of the gospel. Lord, I'm willing to give my life for the sake of the gospel. But for the sake of my wife and for the sake of my children, I'd like to live. For the sake of, I'd like to fulfill my ministry. I'd like to fulfill the, the vision that you put in my heart. But, but Lord God, I'm not going to fear the devil. And then I went to Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, which is a scripture we should all know. Matthew 10, 28 says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. He says, don't be afraid of the devil. You fear God. You stand in the reverential awe and the reverential respect of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because there is a God and there is a heaven and Jesus is real. And His death on the cross atones His sacred blood for you and me. And we can make heaven our home. And we can indeed have some heaven to go to heaven in on this earth. Can you say hallelujah? Psalms 91 is a a wonderful, wonderful promise of God's protection for you. And I believe that Jesus is our protector. And I'm going to read it this morning. I don't normally use this. But I've got the Amplified Bible, the classic edition. You know, there's several editions now. So this is the classic edition of the Amplified Bible. Let's look at verse 1. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Let me ask you a question this morning. Everybody look at me. Where do you live? What's your address? And I don't mean that you live on Monroe Street or Old Bainbridge or High High Road or that you live on the south side or the east side or the north side. I want to know, where do you live in your relationship with God? Are you dwelling 
in the secret place of the Most High? Are you abiding this morning under the shadow of the Almighty? There's a lot of fear in this world today. Jesus said in the last days, men's hearts will fail them because of fear of things that are coming on the earth. People are afraid of a lot of things. You know, a lot of people are afraid of flying. They're afraid of getting in an airplane. How many of you like to play video games? Let me just see your hands. Man, I really like video games. How many of you like to play John Madden NFL football? Come on, let me see it. Did you know that John Madden, the former coach of the Oakland Raiders, who now it looks like is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, I guess. But John Madden, the former NFL football coach, big old six foot four, burly guy, who later became a television commentator for the NFL. John Madden has a fear of flying because he gets claustrophobic. Some people are afraid of the dark. You know, some people are afraid to, to drive in a big city. Everybody look at me. God does not want his people afraid. God does not want you to be. See, you can't be afraid and faithful at the same time. That went over somebody's head. Let me put it this way. You can't be fearful and faithful at the same time. And God wants you to be faithful to him. That's the reason it's important that we hide God's word in our heart, that we meditate on Psalms 91, and that we get these promises down in our heart. Hallelujah. Look at verse 1 again. He who dwells, he who lives, he who has his address in the secret place of the Most High, shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Folks, you gotta realize that we serve the all-powerful God. There's no power greater than our God. The United Nations is not greater than our God. The United States of America, Russia, China, Japan, no country in the world, no army in the world, no leader in this whole world, nothing in this universe, nothing in this solar system, nothing in all creation is as great as the Lord our God. Hallelujah. And when fear tries to rise and down in your gut, you've got to just say, hey, jump back, Jack. you got no business in me. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. And here's the deal. Fear has the audacity to knock on everybody's heart, even me. But the devil is a liar, and there is no truth. In him. The psalmist, Psalms 20 says, some, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are risen, but they stumble and fall, but we are risen and we stand upright. Proverbs 18 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous will run to and find refuge. Look at verse 2 with me. I will say, everybody say say. Say. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. I'm telling you, when trouble comes, 
you're going to find out what a person believes. Because it's going to come out of their mouth. I was on a, on a trip to Europe not too long ago, a couple of years ago. And I was flying. I can't remember if I was flying to Paris or coming back from Paris. But I was over the Atlantic Ocean. Flying it, I don't know, we've cruised at about 35, 36, 37,000 miles altitude. And we began to hit turbulence. And it wasn't just a little bit of turbulence. We hit some major turbulence. I mean, that big old jet got, 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 got turned every which way. And people were yelling and screaming and the, and the, and the, 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 what do you call those doors above you? Yeah, the overhead compartments were, 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 were opening up and things were falling down. And this lady was right in front of me and she begins yelling, ah! we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. Write this down, it's worth it. <laughs> Write this down. When turbulence hits your life, when everything gets topsy-turvy, when you start to fall in the sky and your heart goes up to your throat, that is not the time to say, ah, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. That's the time to say, I will say of the Lord. Come on. I'm going to say of the Lord, He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. I'm going to trust in Him. Hallelujah. Verse 3. For then He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Folks, all around the world, there's wars and there's rumors of wars. There's Nation fighting against nation and there are terrorists trying to disrupt normal life. But as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, lo, I'm with you always and he's not going to bring you this far to let go of your hand now. There's not a single terrorist activity that God doesn't already know about. There's not a single plan of the enemy that's going to take him by surprise. And he brought you, he brought you this far. And he's going to take you all the way. He's going to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Isaiah 59, 19 is a verse of scripture I love. It says, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Now, if you look at it in most translations... You know, there are no commas, there's no uh, pronunciation or, or literary markings, in uh, grammatical markings in Hebrews. And so what the translators did, they said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. But I just think you could put that comma before flood. And you could say, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard. And I just want to remind you that we do have a standard. And His name is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. We do have a standard. It's called the blood of Jesus. It's called the name of Jesus. We do have a standard. It's called the Word of God. And heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will never pass away. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. 
How many of you remember the Exodus story? Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And then, Mo, then, then Pharaoh has a second, second thought and he says, I'm not going to let them go. And so he and his armies are pursuing the children of Israel. So over a million people are trying to flee. Here comes the armies. There's the Red Sea in front of them. The armies are behind them. And it looked like things were not going to work out, but see, what you got to always recognize and what you need to highlight in that story is that God was there right there with them. A pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And you'll remember what happened. While God was blowing on that Red Sea with an east wind that was causing it to part all that night, God, the pillar of fire by night, got between the Egypt, Egyptian armies and the Israelis. And it was darkness and confusion for the Egyptians. They couldn't come any closer. Before the children of Israel, there was great, great light. And I'm telling you, our God is still a pillar of cloud. and He's still a pillar of fire. And He lives inside you by the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your body. I want you to get this. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I mean, there are those songs about, take me into the Holy of Holies. That's Old Testament. You are the Holy of Holies in the New Testament. God Himself lives in you. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Then He shall cover you with His pinions. That's a, pinions is another name for, for, for wing. He's going to cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and take refuge. Now, this is really important. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield. I don't believe this is a little tiny shield. I believe it's a great big shield. I believe it's a shield that's so big that you and I get behind it and God's protecting us and the enemy can't even find us behind there because we're hidden in the glory of God. But what comprises the shield? He says his truth and his faithfulness. Now everybody hear me. You want to align your life with His truth. You see, let me tell you three things about truth. You may want to write these down. Number one, Jesus said, I, John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I am a way, a truth, a life. He says, I am the truth. Folks, Jesus Christ you know, we live in a world today, I realize that, 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 that in our school systems and in our universities, we're taught, well, everything is relative. And what is truth for this person may not be truth for that person. I'm telling you this morning, there are some absolutes. Huh. Somebody asked me, said, do you believe in the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I was talking to the Big Banger this morning. And Jesus Christ is true truth and real reality. Number one, number two. John chapter 14, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. John chapter 17, number three. Jesus prayed for the, his disciples. He says, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is 
truth. Jesus is truth. The Holy Spirit's the spirit of truth. This word is truth. You don't want to have any untruths in you. You don't want to be speaking lies and deceit and manipulation. You don't want to be speaking falsehood. You don't want to be stretching the story. Folks, you want to be centered in truth because His truth is your shield and your buckler. And you don't want to get in a difficult time and you say, Lord, where's your shield? I thought your shield was going to protect me. But see, you left the truth a long time ago. You become a legend in your own mind. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching so good. Oh, God, you know, Proverbs talks about a time that truth will fall in the streets. Oh, Jesus, if we could just have truth on social media today. Oh, man, if we could just have truth today being tweeted. If we... Because it's the truth. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Got a fire down in my soul. Amen. I want more of you, Lord. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I don't, I don't know if you're enjoying this, but, but I'm, I'm about to preach myself happy this morning. His truth. And his faithfulness or a shield. Look verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. Nor of the arrow. The evil plots and the slanders of the wicked. That flies by day. Now, now watch. Look at that closely. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. Nor of the arrow. And he defines the Amplified Bible. Says that's the evil plots. And the slanders of the wicked. That flies by day. You know many Christians here in the United States. We don't share our faith. Because we're afraid of persecution. And let's define that. Because. You know, there are places in the world where Christians are being beheaded for their faith. Thank God that's not happening in this country. But there's a a level of persecution, and that persecution takes the form of slander. If we speak that which is not politically correct, a political necessity, we can be slandered. And I hope I don't have anybody who's hiding in a chat room, smiling on the outside, but getting on the internet and saying all kinds of vile things. Because I'm afraid there are a lot of chat rooms and there's a lot of social media sites that have become a a platform for codependent personalities. Who say one thing to people's faces and another thing behind they're back. It's no fun to be slandered on social media. Take it from somebody. I've been slandered on social media. It's no fun to have people devote websites trying to take you down. Nobody should want that stuff. But the Bible says all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And I'm going to tell you something. The worst thing in the world is not to be slandered. The worst thing in the world is to, is to, is to see darkness encroaching and not do anything about it. Somebody said all it took in, the, in, in, in Nazi Germany for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. 
as Adolf Hitler came to power. Folks, thank God that we live in a free world and we've got free speech and we can take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're afraid of being slandered, if you're afraid of being of not fitting in, if you're afraid of not being included in everybody's parties, let me give you a little insight. Those parties aren't nearly as, as, as thrilling or, 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 or great as they make them out to be. Some of you used to be party animals. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And, and, and let me just say this to you. Even if people threaten you, do, do not walk in fear, but hold your head up high. A number of years ago, Mrs. April Davies, sitting right back here, April waved to us. She's got a great job with the state of Florida now. But a number of years ago, she was our office manager here at the church. And she had gone to lunch, and I'd gone to lunch. And she came back, she said, Pastor, there's a, a message on the answer machine you need to listen to. And she played it. And I heard a man saying, I'm going to come up there to that church, and I'm going to bring my 12-gauge shotgun, and I'm going to blow that preacher wide open. And then he had a number of other choice things to say. And back then we had a school here. And you know what? Because of that, he, he won himself a free vacation in the Leon County Jail. People can threaten all kinds of things. I don't care what they threaten you with. You hold your head up high. You say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I'm going to go forth and I'm going to act like Jesus whether anybody else does or not. And I'm going to do the right thing whether anybody else does or not. Because <laughs> God's made me the head and not the tail. And I'm above and I'm not beneath. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 6. Nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste. At noonday, nor of the pestilence. Everybody say pestilence. Some people are afraid of every germ and every disease in the world. How many of you remember a very wealthy American named Howard Hughes? Very, very wealthy man. He died his last years. He was so afraid of germs. He was so afraid of catching some kind of disease that he lived alone, a hermit, up in a very, very expensive hotel. He actually rented a whole suite of rooms so nobody could get close to him. And they said he was even afraid to wear clothes. He was so afraid of germs. Well, well, well folks, this says that the pestilence that stalks in darkness and the destruction and sudden death that surprised and lay waste at noonday is not going to come close to you. Jesus is your protector. Amen? I'm looking, I didn't see her until right now. Sister Martha Hancock, it's so good to see you. Yeah, you're doing well? Good. It's good to see you. Verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not. Everybody say, shall not. It shall not come near you. There, there's a there's a African country 
This today is known as Zimbabwe. But Zimbabwe used to be known as Rhodesia. And that nation suffered a terrible civil war. And in the middle of that civil war, I've read of Christian missionaries who were, who thought they were surrounded by enemy forces and they were so, so concerned that they stayed in this farmhouse and they didn't move. And one day they were out working in the fields close to the farmhouse and they saw enemy forces coming from, from three different directions. And he said they were men with machine guns and men with, with grenades strapped around their waist and they were coming to the farmhouse. And so those missionaries got in the farmhouse and they didn't know what to do. So they got on their knees and they began crying out saying, Lord, we pray for your protection. Put your angels round about us. Oh God, we need your help. They said they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and nobody ever came into the farmhouse. And so one of the men got brave enough and he stood up and he looked out the window and he saw these men carrying machine guns, grenades strapped around their waist, running in stark terror in the other direction. Some months later, they, one of these men was captured and they said, why did you run? He said, well, as we, we didn't think there was but two or three people in the farmhouse said, but when we got closer, he says, there was an entire army that emerged and they were dressed in white and they were big soldiers. Hallelujah. Verse 7, they saw verse 7 fulfilled. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto you. Verse 8. Give me a second here. Only a spectator shall you be. I like the way that says it. Only a spectator shall you be. Yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. As you witness the reward of the wicked. Folks, I wish I could tell you that things are going to get better and better here in the United States. But but I, I really believe that we're in the last days. And there's just going to be wars and rumors of wars and nations are going to rise up against nations and terrorism is going to get worse. I read the other day that there are now biological chemical bombs that have been created that if they are released, you know, a bomb usually explodes and does lots of damage. Well, these bombs will not do damage to people and to land and to to, to buildings they release chemicals that kill the people, so it does damage the people. It, it kills the people, but it doesn't damage the cars. It doesn't damage the buildings. And they said that now there is the technology to wipe out an entire civilization, but leave everything else intact. And over time, those chemicals will wear away, and you can walk right in and take over their houses and their cars and their banks and their businesses and everything they've got. I'm not trying to scare anybody this morning. I'm just telling you, it's a time that you and I need to learn to stand on God's word. The Bible tells us that if we don't learn to stand in the promises of God, that that, that men's hearts will fail them for fear. Look at verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the most high your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels a special charge over you, to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. I, I, I just, I just believe that we have angels looking out for us. 
And I'm not talking about little babies in diapers that have a bow and arrow. I'm talking about big 12-foot warriors. The Bible says that angels are ministering spirits to those of us who are heirs of salvation. How many of you are an heir of salvation? How many of you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ? Then the angels of God are working on your behalf. I believe that they're protecting you. I believe they're making the crooked way straight. I believe they're, they're helping to, to grant the divine favor of God. In fact, in 2 Kings chapter 6, we read about uh, Elisha. He and his servant were in the city of Dothan. And the servant got up one morning and he looked out and the armies of Syria had surrounded the city. And his servant went and said, Master, what are we going to do? Let's look at, at verse 16 there of Second Kings 6. So he answered and said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those that are with them. I got news for you. I got news for you. There are more angels with you than there are demons in hell. Only one third of the devils rebelled. Two thirds stayed faithful. Hallelujah. And Elisha prayed. And here's what he said. Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, oh God, would you give us eyes to see? Hallelujah. Would you give us eyes to see, Lord God? Now I want you to note one thing before we leave. Verse 11. Can you find uh, there? Uh, there we go. Verse 11. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany you and to defend you. Now look at the rest of it. And preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Everybody say obedience, obedience. and service. See. See, that's the reason you want to fully be obeying God. You say, well, I want angelic protection. Well, you want to fully obey Him and you want to fully serve Him. Folks, the angels of God are real and they are here, but you can't ask your angel to be your lookout while you're smoking crack. You can't ask your angel to be your lookout lookout. While you're smoking crystal meth or, 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 or whatever you're doing. Look at verse 12. They shall bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Verse 14. Here we have a transition because it now goes from, from the psalmist talking. Now God begins to talk in verse 14, in verse 14. I want you to know there, there are, there are seven I wills in this section. Verse 14. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Hallelujah. Our God is a deliverer. You need to proclaim that with your mouth. My God is a deliverer. Because he set a love, his love upon me. Number one, I will deliver him. Number two, I will set him on high. In other words, I'm going to give you favor with God and man. Hallelujah. Because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trust and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. Verse 15, he shall call upon me. Are you calling on the name of the Lord? 
Are you calling on the name of the Lord on a regular basis? Come on. Are you pressing in so that you've got an audience with the King of Kings? Are you pressing in for His presence? <laughs> Some people say, well, I, I don't want to bother God. He's just too busy. After all, He's got this whole universe to run. Our God is omnipresent. <laughs> he can answer Zach. Yesterday, Zach hit a thousand golf balls for missions. What a go, Zach. Amen. And he is with Zach's sore back this morning. He is with Zach's sore muscles this morning. And he's with me. And he's with people all around the world. And he can answer more than one prayer at a time. I'm telling you, you can call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jeremiah says, call upon me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Says he'll, he shall call upon me and I'll answer him. Now watch this. I will be with him in trouble. He doesn't say you'll never have any trouble. Jesus never said come unto me and I'll make your life like a bowl of ice cream. Jesus said come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. You can have a rest in your soul even when hell's going on around you. You can have a peace that passes all understanding in the worst storm of life. Hallelujah. But we got to call on him. I will deliver him. And I will honor him. Verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. Have you called... On the name of Jesus. Can you say I'm living in Psalms 91? I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Can you say I've called on the Lord and I know and understand His name and I understand His mercy and I understand His grace and I understand His steadfast love? Can you say I've tasted of the power of the ages to come. I want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes. We're going to celebrate communion in just a second. But before we do that, with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody moving in this moment, nobody talking. I just want to ask you, if you were to die, if you were to die today, would you make it to heaven? If you were to die in the next 10 seconds, do you know that you would wake up in heaven? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. But the Bible does say whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And today, I want to give you that opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. To experience forgiveness of sins. It may be that you're here this morning and you've known the Lord, but you've gotten cold in your heart toward Him. You're no longer on fire for God. Something happened. Maybe you lost a job or maybe you had a financial reversal or maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe somebody betrayed you. Maybe your best friend let you down. Maybe you've suffered physically. Maybe sickness and disease has tried to wipe you out. And it's just called you to... Cool your relationship down with God. But today, 
you can come back to God because God's standing at the door just like the father of the prodigal stood at the door with arms wide open. He's saying, I want my son, I want my daughter. I welcome you to come back. It may be that you're here today and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, but you don't have the assurance in your heart that you're born again. You don't have the assurance in your heart that if you died today, that you would wake up in heaven. I want you to know today, the Lord stands with arms wide open. He loves you so much that He died on the cross for you and He rose again on the third day for you. And He's coming back again for you. And He offers you forgiveness of sin and relationship and fellowship and joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know in your heart that Jesus Christ should be the Lord of your life, but you've just not been serving Him. If that's you today, you just raise your hand say, Pastor, pray for me. And raise your hand and leave your hand up until I see it all over this house. Come on, just raise your hand. And leave your hand up until I see it. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to death and after death, then the judgment. See, we're not promised another day. And when we die and go into eternity, we want to make sure that Jesus Christ is our King and our Lord. Come on, all over this house. If you'd say, Pastor, that's me. Pastor, that's me. Just pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Pastor, that's me. I just want to know that I know that I know that my name's written in the Lamb's book of life. I want to know that I know that I know. Anybody else today? Anybody else? I'm just going to extend this altar call just a little bit longer. Anybody else? God loves you. See, you can know that God loves you. It's more than just some trite words that some preacher says. The Apostle Paul put it this way. He says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, height, depth, nothing can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. You say, I need the Lord today. I need Jesus Christ in my life. Just slip up your hand and take it right back down. Slip up your hand and take it right back down. Just leave it up though until I see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, Pastor Zach, come on and stand right up here if you can. I'll give you a hand. Hallelujah. If you raised your hand, I'm going to just ask you to stand where you are and come and walk down here and just pray this prayer with Pastor Zach. You know, Jesus said that if we acknowledge Him before men, that He'll acknowledge us before the angels. But if we don't acknowledge Him before men, that He will not acknowledge us. Hallelujah. We need to give a hand of applause to this young man right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. There may be some more of you, though. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you say, I need to respond to this. I didn't raise my hand, but I need to respond to this altar call today. See, you don't know if you'll be given another chance. There are a lot of churches today that don't give altar calls. This is your opportunity. This is your time. You say, Pastor, just just hold on a minute. I want to be a part of this. Just encourage you to pop up from where you're seated and come right down here. We're going to pray a prayer, and then Pastor Zach's going to take you back here into the, a room and give you some materials that will help you in your walk with Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask us all to do. Let's all pray this prayer in support of our brother this morning. Let's pray this prayer aloud. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord God, today I trust your shed blood as the full payment for all of my sin. Save me, Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. 
Come fill me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I make Jesus Christ the King of my life. I consecrate myself to you, Lord. I give myself wholly to you without reservation. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Jesus said this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, he that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. Our brothers are coming right now. We're going to celebrate communion. Then we'll give you an opportunity to be prayed for and to have other ministry. I just believe, I know Glenn's getting ready to sing, but I, I just I just believe that as we're coming to the table of the Lord today, and bear this in mind, I believe that God is going to bring healing. I believe the Son of Righteousness is rising with healing in His wings. And all over this house, all over this house, there are going to be testimonies of Jesus healing headaches and Jesus healing backaches and Jesus healing skeletal problems and Jesus healing heart conditions and Jesus healing cancer and Jesus healing uh, all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. I just believe he's healing aches and pains. And I'm also believing him to heal relationships in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, ju- I just believe he's healing the relationships between the moms and dads and sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and, and parents and aunts and uncles and neighbors and friends. I just believe that the, the reconciliating power of Jesus Christ is at work as we're coming to the table of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing together. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.